Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Oluthemi Nathan Onshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with our study of David's life, we pick back up in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and we're going to finish off the chapter today reading and kind of walking through verses 26 through 31 with the theme being step up i'm not talking about the dance movies but stepping up in life verse 26 says and i'm reading from the niv version meanwhile joab fought against rabbi of the ammonites and captured the royal citadel before i go to verse 27 just want to explain what a citadel is a citadel is a fortified city so it's a city with strong walls built around it it's got fortifications there i should say defenses set up to keep others out verse 27 joab then sent messengers to david saying i have fought against rabbi and taken its water supply so before moving forward that's very important because man can't live but about two days or so without water and whatever water they had stored you know they would use and use up pretty quickly for an entire city and water also gets stale when it's stored so them taking the water supply was very important because without water they really couldn't live verse 28 now muster the rest of the troops and besiege the city and capture it otherwise I will take the city and it will be named after me. Now this is really where the theme step up came from. David was back at home in Jerusalem. Solomon had just been born to Bathsheba and he. And we talk a bit more about this in the previous podcast. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast. Uh talks about loved by the Lord loved by God and really delves into God's love for Solomon so I encourage you to go back and listen to that but anyway David was there doing that got word now from Joab saying look get the troops and come claim the city because if I claim it then it's going to be in my name now that could have more than one meaning and more than one implication it could be just as he stated look if i do it the people are going to give me the credit and they're going to name the city after me to, you know and, and they're going to put all this praise on me and understandably so i'm the one that took the city the city that's your enemy so that's one way to take it joab is the nephew of david so he very well could have just said, hey, uh, you know, you, you kind of need to come on and, and do something. Otherwise, I'm going to get all the credit. Though, so as we find out later, uh, though, Joab was really a skillful general and led the Israelites into many, many victories. Joab, David's nephew, was not listed among his mighty men of valor. And there's a reason for that. And that could have been part of why 
Joab was saying what he said and it could put a totally different spin on what was being said we'll find out more about Joab's nature and some of the reasons why he was not listed as a mighty man of valor mighty man of valor as we continue to go on and study David's life so let's read this again but I'm going to read it a little differently a, a way that it could have very well come off now muster the rest of the troops and besiege the city and capture it otherwise I'll take the city and it's going to be named after me so Joab could have been saying look I'm going to take it I'm going to get everything from it it's going to be named after me you know because I'm ambitious and I'm I'm you know I'm about it I'm getting it but I'm going to give you this chance as my king and as my family member I'm going to give you the opportunity you know kind of first claim because if you don't do it if you don't step up oh I'll be glad to take this city I've already done this much work I will see it through to the end and it will be mine so David got the rest of the troops and came out and needed to because if that was Joab's goal or if that wasn't Joab's heart that would be problematic he could take that kingdom then call it his own establish himself as king of that city and or I should say king, king of that nation and then possibly be an enemy and a thorn in the side of David so it definitely was important that David stepped up and got back out to war and he did we don't know which way Joab meant it but we don't do know that he did mean you need to come and do this or I'm going to take it and it's going to be mine either the people are going to bestow it upon me or I'm going to claim it for myself so that helped to kind of keep some peace for David at least at this point but on top of that in capturing the city David was able to gain so much so uh, let's continue reading verse 29 so David mustered the entire army so all the army of Israel that was left there in Jerusalem went to Rabbah and attacked and captured it David took the crown from the king's head and it was placed on his own head it weighed a talent of gold so I'm going to stop here there's a comma and I'm going to stop right here so he took the crown of the king of Ammon and the crown alone weighed a talent of gold and a talent in today's measurements in the US will be about 75 pounds so picture having I don't know a third or fourth grader sitting on your head that's pretty much the the weight of the crown in gold alone now we go forward in the verse it says and it was set with precious stones so 75 pounds of gold plus whatever the weight of the stones david took a great quantity of plunder from the city so had david not stepped up he could not have claimed all of that. He got so much, like I said, that wonderful crown that weighed a whole lot. And it really gives a, a different 
meaning to the cliche, heavy is a head that wears a crown. Yeah, your head was real heavy if you had a 75 pound crown on top of it. It was more than that because of the Jews, but you get what I'm saying. Of course, heavy is a head that wears a crown because of the weight of the position that's on you as a leader. Uh, but literally, your head was heavy if you put this crown on. But not only did he get that crown, but he took a great quantity of plunder from the city. So he got all kinds of stuff. And that's how kings added to their treasuries. They went out and fought wars and took stuff from the other people, took the resources of the lands. And that still happens today. You see wars that take place and those who are victorious in the war taking the items taking the natural resources of whatever land that they conquered which is the reason why you see so many different countries who have interests in the resources of the different lands specifically you look at places in the Middle East where wars and things are going on and you see all these superpowers stepping in and, and fighting on behalf of and helping different factions because they have an interest in the natural resources. And if someone else comes in and they control those resources, then they no longer have access to it. It's still happening today. But David got a lot from taking the city. Verse 31 and brought out the people who were there consigning them to labor with saws and iron picks and axes. And he made them work at brick making. David did this to all the Ammonite towns. Then he and his entire army returned to Jerusalem. Think of what may have happened had Joab taken that city. All of those resources, the people there who are also resources to build and, and craft different things. It was already a fortified city. What would have happened had Joab been the one to take that? What all would David have lost out on had he not stepped up and gone to war? When he got there, one of the first things he did to assert his dominance was take the crown of the king of Ammon which is a great reminder for us all no matter where we are or what we're doing someone is always coming for your crown it may not be as big as someone else's crown it may not may not signify leadership over as much as someone else but somebody's always coming for your crown and it causes me to think about Matthew chapter 6, where it's, the Lord says, Do not store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin destroy, and where the thief breaks in and steals. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also and this scripture was really broken down by my pastor salute to uh, pastor ryan neal of relationship church talked about how the moths represent 
nature. You know, just naturally, you got storms and different things that happen that devalue your stuff. You have rust, which is time. Things break down over time. And they're not as valuable when they begin to break down. And then you have the thief, which is crime. Crimes that happen and take place that devalue things. Even if it's not a crime that per se happens to you, maybe your area, the crime rate goes up. Well, if you own a property in a place where the crime rate is going up, your property value is going down. So the moth, the rust, and the thief come for your stuff here on earth, which goes as well into coming for your crown. People are coming for your crown and the world is coming for the treasures that you have. So it's important that one, you step up and do the things that you need to do so that you can keep and maintain what God is giving you. And secondly, though you are building treasure here on earth and there's nothing wrong with that, make sure that your storehouse is in heaven as you're gaining more things here. You're gaining more wealth. You're gaining more power. You're gaining more influence. That you steward those things because they're all given by God. So it's important that you steward those things to impact the kingdom of God positively. Don't hoard it for yourself. Use it to build and further the kingdom of God. So in conclusion, three key points. One, if you want the credit for something, you got to do the work. You got to step up and do the things that you know to do that have been laid out that are your responsibility to do if you want to receive whatever it is you want to receive. Don't think that somebody else is going to do everything and then you're going to get the credit for it. No. Do, or I should say don't, know. You don't know what's in store for you. When you go out and you do the different things that you know to do, you do the things that you know that God is calling you to do, you have no idea what kinds of blessings are there. All the plunder, 75 pound plus crowns that could be waiting for you. People are coming for your crown. Whatever it is you've got, people are coming for it. The world is coming for it. So make sure you're storing up your treasures in heaven. I'm reminded of the scripture that talks about the crowns that the Lord will have for us in heaven. That's the place that you want the crown. That's the crown that you want to work to get the jewels and things added to that you want to have ornately created with <laughs> with precious metals that we can't even think of at this point in time. That's where you want your, your treasure to be stored up in heaven. So say la, pause, and think about this. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, ask that you tell a friend to tell a friend about it. Subscribe, rate it. That helps other people with finding it as well. And we will start going into chapter 13 next time, which deals with Ammon and Tamar and Absalom and uh, the beginning of 
some of the greatest trials that David experiences in his life. Until then, God bless and keep it together.